Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Sun Gray. After four decades of running a small business called Arkansas Flag and Banner, now simply flagandbanner.com, my team and I decided to create a platform for not just me, but other business owners and successful people to pay forward our experiential knowledge in a conversational way. Originally, we thought we'd be teaching others, but it didn't take long before we realized that we were the persons learning. Listening to our guests has been both educational and inspiring. To quote the Dalai Lama, when you talk, you are only repeating what you already know. But if you listen, you may learn something new. The act of listening is learning. As Greek philosopher Diogenes once wrote, we have two ears and one tongue so that we may listen more. Most of my guests believe in a higher power have the heart of a teacher, and are creative because business is creative, and they all work hard. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to let you know if you miss any part of today's show, want to hear it again or share it, there's a way, and Sun Gray will tell you how. All UIYB past and present interviews are available at Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy's YouTube channel, Facebook page, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's digital version, flagandbanner.com's website or wherever you listen to podcasts just ask your smart speaker to play up in your business with carrie mccoy and by subscribing to our youtube channel or flagandbanner.com's email list you will receive prior notification of that day's guest back to you carrie thank you my guest today is chris tanner owner and operator of three successful arkansas restaurants samantha's tap room and wood grill Cheers Restaurant in the Heights and Fayetteville, and the Oyster Bar, a Little Rock icon, first founded in 1975 in a 1925 old grocery store building. I think that's cool. When so many restaurants are failing during the pandemic of 2020, this dynamic husband and wife, Samantha and Chris, were opening restaurants. Yes, grand openings. So how did Chris and his wife, Samantha, manage and successfully navigate the drastic changes happening in their industry? Today, we will find out. But don't think this married couple's life has been all a bed of roses or that they have been immune to the unexpected pitfalls of life. In 2016, they had a crisis in their life that no mother and father should ever have to endure. Their beautiful daughter, Anna Charlie, awoke one morning with a headache and within a few short days had passed from her loving family's life. If willing, we will ask the Tanners to keep Charlie's memory alive and to tell their family's story in the hopes that others who might be suffering from a tragic loss can find comfort in hearing how the Tanners got through it, managed their business, and navigated their pain and family relations. It is my great pleasure to welcome to the table and the microphone the restaurateur extraordinaire, Mr. Chris Tanner. All right. (laughs) Thank you. You're so welcome. So how flattered is your wife that you named a restaurant after her? I think she's she's flattered. (laughs) I mean, 
mean, how did that come about? I did about? ask her permission. You did or did not? I did. What did she say? Uh, That's stupid or? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide to name it after, after her? You know. Was it your idea? Yeah. I just, I love the name. Uh, and I thought I had a, a personal touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a connection. Mm-hmm. So it's. And she does wait tables. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can say. We wait tables. We bus tables. We yeah. Fry cooks. We do it all. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to when you're in the restaurant <laughs> business, right. don't you? That's right. So, how long have y'all been married? Uh, 25 years. When did y'all first meet? Oh, my goodness. Uh, in the restaurant business? Yeah, I was. I was, uh, I was waiting tables at the Ruby Tuesdays in Park Plaza Mall long time ago what was she, she doing she was uh, in the mall working at zale's jewelry store and that's how that's when we first met and you kept going over there and buying jewelry and i was over there buying jewelry and for who for another girl no you were just over there looking I was over just over looking so how long did y'all date we dated for uh you know just went out a little bit in the beginning and uh she was dating somebody we started dating somebody shortly after, and, and uh, he was in the military. I was, uh, again, a waiter, living day-to-day, having a lot of fun. Uh, so <laughs> she went the more stable route. Their marriage didn't work out, and she calls me out of the blue several years later. And I'm like, she, and she started talking. I was thinking it was another Samantha, another one that uh, lived down the street from me. I'm like, hey, what's going on? You know, and She goes, I don't think you realize what Samantha this is. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And uh, so we talked on the phone for several hours. She was in Conway, had moved back, and uh, was going through the divorce. So we talked for several hours on the phone, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I said, I'm, I'm coming to Conway right now. It's probably midnight. She's like, well, okay. So I drive, I drive to Conway. I hadn't seen her in years and, and, uh, and been together ever since. That's the ultimate booty call right there. <laughs> Midnight phone call. I'm driving to Conway. Are you both from Arkansas? And the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. right. Are you are? Are mm-hmm. you from Little Rock? I'm Little Rock. She was Jonesboro. Um, did you go to college somewhere? I went to uh, Henderson State. Did you always know you liked the restaurant business? You know, I've always liked to cook. You know, trial and error. You know, just. When I was a kid, I tried to make breakfast in bed for my mother and thought I'd, I'd looked up a recipe and it was on brand muffins. And I'm like, oh, my. so I'm sitting there trying to cook it in the morning and found a bottle of oil up in the cabinet. Well, it was oil that we used to fry fish with that we saved. And I put it in there. Well, needless to say, they didn't, they didn't taste that good. But, but uh, I tried it, and uh, it was the thought that counted. But uh, I've just always. What did your parents do? Uh my father-in-law mm-hmm. is uh not my father-in-law but my stepfather is uh in real estate and uh my mom she was a secretary for uh construction company for back a when while. we were secretaries forever i went to college to be a secretary you would, that was actually a degree you yeah. could get back then um so they must have a good work ethic because restaurant business is tough yep it is it's it's uh there's something new every day Every single solitary day. Every day. 
So how did you go from waiting tables at Ruby Tuesday to owning your own business? Okay. Well, I'd always cooked at my house and have folks over. Just always like to put something together. What were you cooking? I get, let me guess, chili. You know, little chili, maybe you know, a little shrimp bowl or something like that. Just having folks over. And, and uh, one of our friends said, you know, you got you know, to start a business. You know, I'm like, well, golly, yeah. So I kind of started a little catering business. Back then, I was cooking out of my house. And I like, you know, then I was doing a little Cajun Creole. And uh, I would do some shrimp, lobster, crawfish boils where we cooked on site. And that's kind of where it started. Corn. Oh, yeah. Potatoes. Corn, potatoes. And uh, and it just kind of like slowly grew. Samantha's brother got us into Toad Suck Festival one year. We did that for a couple of years, and that was fun and learned a lot, learned what not to do, that's for sure. Um, did you have a little truck there, food truck that you were cooking Yeah, in? I had an old ideal bread truck that I'd bought, you know, and I'd run everything over there and set up outside. And, well, that's hard work. Oh. So were you married to Samantha by now? Uh, yeah, we married a few years later, you know, after we, after we, uh, you know, dated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that that catering business is a tough, tough business. But you got into uh, your own restaurant and ownership and took that leap. And I think the first one was Cheers Restaurant. So before we get into that, I want to hear how you ended up with Cheers Restaurant. And before we do that, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Arkansas restaurant tour Chris Tanner, owner operator of Cheers samantha's and oyster bar in little rock arkansas we'll ask him how they successfully navigated the changes in their industry during the pandemic of 2020 and even held a grand opening of their newly renovated oyster bar amazing and i want to know is it better to open from scratch or buy an existing restaurant this couple has done both we'll be back after the break you're listening to up in your business with carrie mccoy a production of FlagandBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply flagandbanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016, branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years. If you'd like to sponsor this show or get involved with any of Carrie McCoy's enterprises, send an email to me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y at FlagAndBanner.com. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags. The flagandbanner.com. You're listening to Up in Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Mr. Chris Tanner, owner-operator of Cheers in the Heights, Cheers in Fayetteville, Samantha's Tap Room, and most recently, the newly renovated Oyster Bar in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, your first job before the break, we talked about how you and Samantha got together and met and the 
best booty call I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, your first job at Ruby Tuesday. I mean, who would think working in the mall at Ruby Tuesdays was going to lead to being... You're a well-known restaurateur <laughs> in Little Rock, Arkansas. I mean, really well. And anybody that's ever worked in the restaurant business knows it is tough. It is hard work and long hours. So you're you're doing Toadsuck Ferry festivals. For people that don't know, Toadsuck Ferry is a festival in Arkansas and a big one. Um, you're doing um, – you've got food trucks up there. You're learning about the restaurant business. How did you end up buying your first restaurant? Okay. <clears throat> and what up? was it? Cheers? It was Cheers. So, yeah, we were catering, did doing some festivals. I was also uh, – my la- uh, last place I was waiting tables was the Faded Rose. I, then I took a job with Moon Distributors. And so I was wholesaling wine and uh, liquor – and I had Little Rock and Northwest Arkansas as my ter- territory. So I called on all the restaurants. So I learned a lot, you know, just talking with all the chefs and owners and uh, did that for seven years, commuting back and forth as I continued to cater a little on the weekends and, and do, uh, do what we did. But I also called on cheers. Mm-hmm. So I was opportunities. All, I was just going, man. You know, I was talking to a guy that was a manager. He wasn't the owner. And I was like, guy, I think if you just did this or this, I mean, you could really boost this. You know, but he didn't have any skin in the game. He didn't. You know, they didn't really care. And anyway, it never never happened. And we happened to be out on a supper club deal with a couple that that owned it. And Samantha brought it up. Hey, if you're ever interested in selling cheers, let us know. Well, they did. And that's kind of how that came about. And uh, so we continued to do that, continued to cater, bought the restaurant, started started fixing it up. Slow, to this day, I'm still doing things to that building, you know, just trying to improve things, make things better. But we did that, and I continued to work also at, at Moon Distributors for the next couple of years. And then as we grew that business, and it was failing. There's no question. So, Cheers was. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we, we're bringing it back to life, had it going. You know, at this point, you get pretty tired because I'm catering on the weekends. I'm usually working Thursday, Friday nights, you know, after I'm working Monday through Friday. It's your real job. It's the real job. And anyway, it got where finally I was like, I need to, you know, concentrate on this. We've got it built up. I feel safe now, you know, and, and uh, that's kind of how that came about. People don't realize that often entrepreneurs have to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. Very few jobs are like, I have enough money in the bank that I can not work for two years, or the business makes so much money the very first year you're just rolling in the money. Did you buy it from Randy Brees? Yep. So do you know that I worked there? I did not know that. Did you know that I met my husband? I was the waitress, and he was the busboy at Cheers Restaurant, and that's how we met (laughs) 30-something years ago. (laughs) Uh, So my husband was 15 and living next door to the Harrisons, Paul Uh and Cookie Harrison, and they were opening Cheers Restaurant in about the 1980s, I think, and they went over and asked my husband's parents if his teenage son could come over and wash dishes for them while they opened the restaurant and they said okay and they let him go over there and he worked there i don't know through college right 
And after my divorce, I went to Cheers because I knew the Harrisons that first opened it. She Cookie Harrison was a friend of mine. Yep. And she gave me a job because I was had my own Arkansas flag and banner, and I needed a part-time job. So I waited tables there, and I met my husband there. I'll be. I'll be. I know. That's a good story. I like that. I bet there's a lot of Hear people all that. The time. I bet there's a lot of people that. Ha, yeah. I bet there's a lot of people that have met their husbands at that kind of a job. There's been people that met and several proposals. Uh, at several. It definitely at Cheers and Samantha's. It's just a social atmosphere, yeah. and then when you get off work, everybody's a little excited, and you're tired, and you've worked together as a team, and you really get to know the people that you're with and who you can depend on. Yep. So, um, how describe the menu and the food? It, it cheers. Uh huh. I just caught a little. It's a, it's just a little americana. Uh, great salads. It's got really good vegetarian food. Got some good vegetarian. Great, you know, again, probably number one selling salad and salad is that chopped salmon salad yeah oh yeah it's the it's the number one seller cheers samantha's and cheers in fayetteville cheers in fayetteville when Mm -hmm. did you open that uh did that it's a franchise mike arnold and his his son uh curtis run that own it and run it did they uh, approach you mm -hmm. yep and i've known mike it's crazy i catered his rehearsal dinner in hope arkansas you know, year, you know, twenty something years ago, and so he was a, already a restaurant owner. Yep, he had a, he has a, a Razorback Pizzas, and uh, in Fayetteville, mm-hmm. and the one couple in Little Rock, one in Fayette and Maumelle. Did Is he? Did he start a franchise? He bought. I think he he's opened up a couple of them here, but he bought the the main one up in Fayetteville and then opened some. So he kind of knew about how to do a franchise. Yep. So how did you design and set up a franchise model? You know, and this is more of a business agreement, not a, just a true hardcore franchise. And uh, so ours mm-hmm. is pretty simple. It's just Listen, kind of a partnership. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. and, and uh, It's just more of a partnership, and he gives you uh, dividends, I guess. Yeah. All right. So um, next restaurant. So how long did you have Cheers when you decided to open Samantha's Tap Room and Wood Grill? Well, I actually opened cheers and mom l oh so i bought that property we built that from the ground up you've got one in mom l right now well they're still there and so set that up i had partners there 10 years later uh-huh. we uh i sell it and oh. i sold the property everything and, and uh still some of the same employees are still there and that's been golly seven years ago seven or eight too hard to run it no it just didn't uh, you have kids sometime in there mm, yeah i mean <laughs> you've, you've gotten married you end up with two kids and you've got now you've got two restaurants open you're like samantha's like you're gonna have to give up something or she uh yes she wasn't digging my idea we had a couple partners and uh so they kind of, they ran it and uh just things changed and a couple of them they moved on and and uh Anyway, I said, man, I've kind of felt like I've done what I can do here. And and being that we own the property, the building, I want to sell that, just sell the whole thing. And and I really wanted to do something else. I didn't know it was Samantha's at the time, but I wanted to do something else. I'd love for it to be a little closer, you know, because I'm driving back and forth over, you know, a lot. So. You have partners at Samantha's? Yes. 
so how did the idea to start a restaurant in in downtown that was underdeveloped and trying to make a comeback you were kind of um uh, one of the first to go in there and yeah, yeah and renovate and be confident about and i had an idea and several of us were on vacation in mexico and i was like hey guys yeah, i want to do a restaurant and i said i got an idea and uh everybody's like yeah what do you think you know and that's kind of where it all started and we didn't know the location at the time and uh and the concept was over the last 20 years you know at that point what 17 16 years of catering or really i've been catering longer than i've had the restaurants so 20 years of catering i, I said i know what people i know the i know what they'll eat i know the dishes you know i've catered i know these are my number ones so it's just not a matter if they're going to like it it's if we can execute right yeah. and so i had the menu i put a menu together and, and that's kind of where that started the, the name and of course when we travel which i travel a lot i'm always always going to restaurants and looking and just seeing and seeing who's doing what checking it out and just learning and uh, we applied a lot of things from all over the country, you know, for Samantha's. And when that spot became available, and there's some other restaurateurs that looked at it, and they didn't pull the trigger. And we did. And, I mean, it was, you know, when I walked in, there, I'm like, oh, yeah. It just reminded me of some, some rest, corner restaurants I've been to in New York City. I'm like, this is big city right here. I could, you know, 20-foot ceilings on the corner, windows. I said, this is it. And uh, that's kind of, that's where that came about. It does. Yeah. It's very New York. Yep. So you've done now, uh, cheers, you don't own the building. Right. Are you glad you don't, or do you wish you did? I would, I'd love to own everything, you know. I wondered about that. <laughs> you know, there's two philosophies on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you you don't, you didn't, you bought cheers, mm -hmm. and then you started Samantha's. So here's the question I want to know. Is it better to buy an existing restaurant, or is it better to start from scratch? That's a tough question. It's uh, pr which one's more affordable? Probably buying one that's already started. Yeah, I mean you've got you've already got a you've got an idea of what you've got on an income anyway. Going just from zero, you don't know. You're hoping, but you also know that the restaurants are failing, so you're scared going in. You're like, but I think that I can make. I know I can make it better, and uh, just. Well, people catch on, and so far, so good. But I would think, yeah, if you ask a banker what's the riskiest loan he'll own you, he said yeah. restaurants. Yeah, you know, it's when we're trying to buy cheers, you know, going to the bank, well, you know, what do you have? Well, I don't have anything. That's why I'm here, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, no, you need, you know, 20% down or whatever you're trying to get. I'm like, whoa. If I had 20%, you know. Yeah. How'd you get the money? So uh, we had a small uh, uh, partner, Chuck Pressure, and they went to a his uh, brother, brother-in-law, and uh, he coughed up a little money. We paid him back with interest. Everything went great. It was all good, but that's kind of how that started. You know, if you ask the SBA how to start a small business, you know what they'll say? Mm. Ask your friends and family for the down payment. <laughs> I swear, that's yeah. the number one way that they recommend 
if your friends and family will loan you the down payment so that you can go to the bank and get a loan, then you are pretty credible because your friends and family know you pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it is it hard to run a business in another city now that you've got Fayetteville up well, there? Well, again, they're running it, and I just if they call, have questions, we go back and forth, you know, on different things. But they're they're pretty much running it. I can't imagine. I think one of the reasons why you are successful at at your menus and everything is because you travel. I can't imagine keeping your restaurant fresh. And I know there's some restaurants that don't need to ever change and have been doing the same thing for 40 years, uh, like some barbecue places. But you do have these kind of cutting-edge restaurants that you can tell you travel. Are you Mm -hmm. still traveling all the time? You know, a little bit, a little bit. But we have here here recently. Doesn't uh, Samantha's have a big wood burning oven mm, wood grill yeah do you take that around and cater with that no but i've got some other grills yeah do you still have to cater you know i did one the other night first one oh, i'm so sorry first one in 14 years and i'm like woo. i'm too old for this <laughs> it's tough it's hard we were talking about that this morning i catered a little bit out of my home when i was starting arkansas flag and banner for extra money yeah for the owner of cheers restaurant <laughs> she asked me to cook some stuff in my house and it's tough yeah it is it really is. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Mr. Chris Tanner, owner-operator of Cheers in the Heights, Cheers in Fayetteville, Samantha's Tap Room, and most recently, the newly renovated Oyster Bar in Little Rock, Arkansas. The Oyster Bar. I mean, this is a this is an, uh, an Little Rock, Arkansas icon. How scary is it to go in there and make sweeping changes like you did and think, is the public going to love me or hate me? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exactly what everybody <laughs> – I mean, you, I mean we're on, I'm an entrepreneur. I get how big a risk that was. How did, the, how did you find out it was for sale? Through a friend who knew someone that, that, that knew Virginia. It wasn't on the market yet, but we were sitting at the Oyster Bar. Nigga told me it's for sale, and she was selling the, the property. And that's that's know, your that's your mo. That's that that makes it a lot more fun. And uh, so got a got a hold of her through a a uh, realtor. And just said we want it, and so we worked it all out. So you started with the real estate first. <laughs> yep. Really? Mm-hmm. So you, Virginia had had it for how long? Did she start it in 1975? She was close. If she wasn't there at the very beginning, she was shortly after she, she she came on board. Can I just say we miss her key lime pie? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> We've got key lime pie. Is it hers? Mm-mm. What happened to her recipe? I don't know. Because it wasn't there when I was, when I'd taken it over. She's still alive? Mm-hmm. You need to call her up. Yeah, no. She came and looked at it. Uh, we still weren't done where we. I wanted to come. I wanted to come back now that we've knocked out another wall that separates the hallway from the party room and utilize that stage and there for the music. So when people come in the front back doors, they're going to come into that room and that's where people will be able to wait, have a drink, have some TVs and music there. How, also, how about parking? Yeah, it's uh, they're figuring it out. This we're figuring it out. How do you figure it out? There's only uh, so much I th- property. I just think that if there's a lot of restaurants around the country that have no parking. That, that is do, correct. That do very well. Uber. 
you know it's called uber uber you do the front door and you don't have to walk up one stair you're at the you're right you're in there immediately wouldn't it be fun if people would just drive up in limousines and get out and the driver would drive <laughs> off and you'd be like this is new york city so for our listeners we've talked about cheers restaurant in the very beginning it's a hamburger joint to me it will always be a hamburger joint with great vegetarian sandwiches uh-huh then next we t- and then that salad that i've never had would you call it salmon salad chopped salmon I'm going to have to go have that. And then next was Samantha's tap room with a wood grill, mm-hmm. a wood grilled oven, wood, wood burning oven. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very New York. It's on the corner. It's in downtown Little Rock, always packed. You shut it down for COVID. Yep. You didn't shut Cheers down, did you? Shut Cheers down for just under a month. And but because of Cheers, always did a lot of to-go business. That you know, we opened that up pretty quick. But Samantha's, it's, it was closed a year. It was closed six months. It opened. We opened up in October ish, and kind of getting back in the groove. But not very many days. And just and was it three days? No, we're doing well. Now one day we go. We're five, six days. We were six days. Is is the hotel business coming back? Down yeah, there? It's, it's coming back. I'm, uh, I'm working on a, a project right now with a hotel, just helping them a little bit. And uh, I talking to those guys, they were, they were in the Oyster Bar yesterday, and it's it's picking up. So, and then, right? How, so, we have everything going. I'm like, I've got all three restaurants back open, going. I'm just baby-stepping, doing different things at the different restaurants, just trying to not overdo it, just simplicity. We're not doing dinner specials. We're just doing the menu. We're doing, you know, just just trying to make sure we don't stub our toe. And everything's going great. I run down to Florida. Snowmageddon hits. Water main breaks on 4th Street, which floods all over the place. Good water goes everywhere. It goes over the sidewalk where the, the grates in the sidewalk, which are the vents to that the building that we're in, Water goes down in those grates, fills up, busts out the wall down below, and then fills up the the uh, basement with three million gallons of water. So, which is the nerve center to our restaurant. So, everything we had down there, you know, just the tap systems, water heaters, just everything was down there. All the alcohol, grease traps, you name it, everything's ruined. Is this the Oyster Bar? No, this is Samantha's. This is in Samantha's? Yes. you just gotten it going. Just had it going for a few months, and then that happens. You're just like, oh, my gosh. The one thing I didn't want to do, which I, why it took so long to open the restaurant, is because I just like, I want to make sure everything's happening downtown enough to support it because I don't want to close this thing again. Because people don't understand, it's monumental work to close and reopen a restaurant. It's a lot. And I'll be dang, we still <laughs> working on the, the the heat and air to the building was down there. So all that is ruined and we're replacing pumps and cooling towers. So and, that was during the major snow. You're yeah, in Florida. February, yeah. And snow hits Arkansas and you're like, ha, 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 I'm down here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm living <laughs> right. I timed that perfectly. Not. Nope. <laughs> and uh, All right. So COVID hits. And you have 
been negotiating for how long on the oyster bar? We had already bought the oyster bar October 1st, 2019. So I'd been going for five months, you know, before COVID hit, you know, slowly just doing a little bit of remodeling in the back, getting things together. I'd already changed the menu, got our recipes implemented, and just, you know, had plans, getting all everything together, what a, the big scheme of things and what we were going to do. And, and then when that hit, I'm like, well, I got a bunch of employees. I was like, hey, who wants to make some money? We're going to go in and we started tearing everything out. And what? That's that's where the that's where the remodel started. So we just went in and and tore everything out. And uh, so you weren't going to remodel it as much as you did until COVID happened. Yeah. Well, I, was, I had plans to remodel, and I was putting the plan together. But since it was closed, I'm like, it's wide open. Let's gives us something to do. So you took your waitress, your wait staff. It's got some wait staff, kitchen, whoever wanted to work. And, um, it's an entrepreneur. Right we here. we did some we did some work. It looks fabulous. So it looks to me. You call it Cajun, Cajun atmosphere, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look like Cajun no, atmosphere. No. It looks more like New York City. Yeah, we, got, we modeled it after a few uh, raw bars that we went to, Where? you know, around the country. Around. I, I went Washington, Port, uh, in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. What's your favorite food? Um, in the restaurant. Oh my gosh! I Which love, one? I love those oysters. What? what where are they? Oh, at? the wood grilled oysters. Y'all, if you even if you don't like oysters, <laughs> you eat a wood grilled oyster, you will be a convert. They are, they are very, so good, very delicious. They are very very good. So this is in a 1924 grocery store building. You own the building now, so um, you've gone in and stripped it all, changed it all, made the menu. You've got behind the bar this building, this this water tower. What is that thing called that flushes the oysters? It's oh, raining oh, yeah. down water on the oysters. I've never seen that before. What is that? It's relatively new with this company up in Jersey that I found, and they call it a shellfish spa, but it's just basically I keep all the east and west coast oysters in that, and it's 37-degree marine salt water, and it, just just, it runs over them, keeps them cold, moist. It extends their, extends their shelf life, but we're going through them two, three times a week and getting deliveries in two, three times a week, so... It just it's and it's also a showpiece. It's you know, a showpiece. But they're working they work out of that onto the ice. Does the I did the idea of importing fresh fish every day frighten you? It does, you know. Um but I've gotten some good sources. Uh, how, over how many, the years. you have like three different kinds of oysters in there. Uh shoot, we have five to six at at any given time. Golf? Always Gulf. That's the number one seller because that goes in on the wood grill. Of course, raw oysters and then Rockefeller, bacon and leek, Bienville. So we're doing all those oysters. All those are with Gulf oysters. And then we'll have about five five types, either east and west coast. That's what I meant. Five types of oysters, mm-hmm. like plump, fat ones. Plump, but not not necessarily real big. Some of them are, you know, the Kumamotos that come out of Washington are super tiny oh really they take three years to get to that size but they're just got a really neat cucumber finish i mean they're there's the, the, the true connoisseurs called? uh kumamoto so i have a reservation there tonight after the show i'm gonna go have that one and try it out yep for All sure right, here's the tough conversation if you're up for it anna charlie tanner what a darling name where did charlie come from uh me i just 
I love that name. It's cute. When your daughter passed, every church in town was praying for her. Did you know that? She was widely known. She was loved, and she was very ambitious with a bright future. She was graduating from Mount St. Mary's in the 12th grade. Yep. She had a boyfriend. Yep. And what did she want? She wanted to grow up. She was going to go to school to be. She's going to be a nurse. A pediatric nurse. Yep. And tell us about that morning. Uh, If you can. uh, Yeah. If you can, it's too hard. I just got a phone call from the school, and she just had a real, real bad, let's say headache, but it was more than that. And anyway, we got her to the we got her to the uh, hospital, and that's what, after the X-rays, kind of figured out what it was, and they were going to kind of go in, and a couple of days later, so at least we had we had three days with her. You know, before she went in for the exploratory surgery to see, you know, how bad it was. She and, was awake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, anyway, so they did the surgery. They were done. They were just finishing up, and it just, that's where it went south. And so. What was it? An aneurysm? An AVM is what they call it. Arterial venous malformation. And it was right by her brain stem. And so, you know, people can have those and have them their whole life. And they don't erupt. Hers did. And usually, and for it to do it, what it did, it erupted. But then it stopped really quick. So that's why we had a few days with her. Um, what's it like after the first week after something like that? Is it just shock? Is it? Yeah. Terrible. And then when does the reality kind of hit you? Oof. It still is, it seems like. You know, I mean, just, it's, I don't know. It's tough. So um, tell families that are kind of thinking about stuff like that, that are going through that, um, how, how do you, a lot of families go through stuff like that and they end up blaming each other. Mm-hmm. They have misplaced pain and stuff. And, and you and Samantha didn't do that. No, I, I don't. I credit it maybe to because we've always worked together. Uh, we've built everything together that we have. Uh, I don't know, but and then gotten lucky. Well, I don't know if you got lucky or not. I think you worked hard at it. And then um, my husband lost his brother, and I know that he always, for some reason, felt kind of guilty that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. I never realized that that was a thing. Right. Um, how did you go back to work? How long did you wait to go back to work? Oh, well, yeah, I waited a few weeks, and of course, Samantha longer. But it, had, I just had to get back to work. Well, I saw you at your um, at your at, at Samantha's, and everybody was coming up to you, and yeah, and and uh, is it is it for people who are suffering? Is it better for people to come up to you and acknowledge what happened to you? Do you want people to come up and say, I heard, I know, I'm sorry, and that's it? Or would you rather people just pretend like it didn't happen? Oh, either way, I, you know, if they when they do it, if they don't, I'm good with that too, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm good either way. I remember when my husband lost his brother, it bothered him when people did not acknowledge to him that he had lost his brother. He said, I would run into people, and it would be so awkward, they would just stare at me. 
like, oh, yeah, you lost your brother, but I don't know if I should say something. He said, I just wanted him to say no, just something as simple as, sorry, I heard about your brother. Mm-hmm. He would say, thanks. Right. Well, I had so many people come up to us. Uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't even remember if somebody didn't say anything. <laughs> I bet it's just a fog. Mm-hmm. I, bet it, I bet it's just you just walking through the day-to-day life of it all, trying to figure it out. Yep. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy. I'm speaking today with Mr. Chris Tanner, owner-operator of Cheers in the Heights, Cheers in Fayetteville, Samantha's Tap Room, and most recently, the newly renovated Oyster Bar in Little Rock, Arkansas. So what advice do you want to give to somebody who wants to start a restaurant? I think everybody deep down, kind of barely in their soul, wants to own a restaurant and dreams about it. Yep. What's it really like? You know, it it's fun if you have the passion. Now, if you're just in it for the money or thinking you're going to make the money, you know, definitely don't want to do it. But, you know, if you have a passion for good food, drinks, good wine, uh, atmosphere, those things, it's, I love it. You know, like you say, it's hard, but there's never the, it's never the same day twice. I can tell you that. It's always different. Every day is different. And that makes it fun to me, you know keeps you keeps you on your toes so what's the hardest part what's the hardest part i would think employees yeah you know everybody says employees and i do too i mean but golly it takes a little while once you open a restaurant it might take you two years to kind of really work through different employees to you know that, that kind of buy into your philosophy and and this say see this is what i'm talking about this is it, it'll it all works you know if we do do it this way and and uh once you get that team you know it, it it's fine it really is how about the late nights uh i don't think i could have a restaurant today at this age because i can't stand to stay up that late right well do you get up early or do you sleep late uh, you know i get up early and i sleep late and some, <laughs> you and, do I, both. and i i don't necessarily stay late at the restaurant and then some nights i do you know and it just it just kind of depends but you know when you have your team together you can go in go in early go in late stay late don't go in at all it just you know you opened uh the oyster bar in the middle of a pandemic you had a grand opening i'm driving down the street i look through all those plate glass windows and i see a million people in there with the lights on and i'm thinking what has chris tanner done (laughs) tell me how that came about well, we you finally just, finished the, you know, we were open. We, after, and during COVID, once we remodeled and I reopened, you know, I, we had to do something. And it was, it, it, at first, we baby stepped it. We just did uh, reservation only. That was your table for the night. Show up whenever you want. And here's what, here's, here's the menu. Here's what you're going to get. This mm-hmm. is, you don't have an option. You're going to have, here's the appetizer. You know, yeah. main course, dessert, what have you, and that way, we just we could buy just for what we we're going to do for, you know, a couple, two, three nights, and, uh-huh. and just baby step into it. And that's that's what we did, and then it kind of morphed from there. You know, we added added some things, and then we kind of got away from went to our menu, and then we got off reservations and just went reservations for six or more, and allowed for more walk-in and just kind of you know 
Uh-huh. Baby stepped it on. Uh, takeout business has really changed. Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, you, we you, like it. Can you order online? Yeah. You place your order online. And I've noticed now that you can give your credit card before you get there, too. And we're, we're doing our online at Cheers. And it never really did a lot of to-go business to begin with. And it's starting to happen there. At the oyster bar? Yeah, it's crazy. People are getting two, three dozen oysters on the half shell to go. So we're putting these pans of ice and putting it, you know. That is a messy mess. It's you a, spill that in your car, it's never going to be able to sell it. We've got it where it, it won't spill. You know. You promise? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's really neat. I, I, was like, I, I just flip out on people getting oysters on the half shell to go. I would have never thought to do that. <laughs> Well, they're good. I mean, nobody's got oysters like you. It's the best food around. I just love, love, love talking to you. Uh, I have a gift for you. Uh oh. Uh It's a it's a desk set, and this is a Louisiana flag for your Cajun food. Oh, love. So that's a U.S. flag, an Arkansas flag, and then the Louisiana flag for the oyster bar with your Cajun. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's great. Tell Samantha she's in trouble for not coming on the air with us. (laughs) I'm going to go down the restaurant after this, and I'm going to tell her myself, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) In closing, I want to say to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, whatever it is, will help you up your business, your life, or your independence. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then... Be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, email me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple, to help you live the American dream.